the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonza, Dan Menzel with you once again. And uh, more rain today, more thunder, men's. What a... uh, Are you sick of the... The rain yet? Are you sick of it? Uh, yeah, this time of year in December I am, Bonds, because uh, it was meant to be our first training session last night and uh, we didn't get rained out. We got thunder and lightning out. So yes. no training because too dangerous and, uh, yeah, incredible conditions again today. When I left the house, I thought, hang on a second, I thought it was meant to get better and then it just bucketed down again. But um, And the rumble of the thunder oh, all day yeah, and there was a couple it. of big shakes. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, well, hopefully, well, I think the good summer's news just is, around the corner, they tell us. <laughs> the good news is it should be gone as of tomorrow, I believe, and we should be right. We should. we got a big show. Uh, you can be part of it as well. The Just Quality Home Improvements open line is one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can text in on 0427 154 or just go to the SENSA app and you can hit the button there and get through to us. Um, men's, we got um, Ebony Marinoff coming up uh, later in the show. Thanks to Nutrient Ag, Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Looking forward to chatting to her. Off the big back news. Of, yeah, big news well, at Crowland. Yeah, a couple of things. Off the back of her second gold jacket. So she's yes. won the best and fairest for the second time. And the other news is that Chelsea Randall, we spoke with Chelsea a couple of weeks ago and we love her here, has stood down as captain today. The time is right for her. She's done a lot for the Crows. So it'll be. Interesting to see who potentially gets that job. We might ask Ebony about that. Well, she's probably one in line to get that job. Uh, your All-American update, uh, sports update, thanks to Kia. Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9 is here. What an unbelievable car that is. Um, so looking forward to just giving you a little taste um, to everyone about what's happening in the US. Yeah, look, it's uh, we talked about the NBA in-season tournament over the weekend. So... We're going to give you the top five teams in the NBA currently, the top five teams in the NFL as well. So hang around for our All-American update. All right, let's get into it. The hot topic, thanks to Irrigear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Let's have a look at the BBL from last night, men's. It was a close run thing, but in the end, the Sixers probably got home easily by six wickets. Yeah, they controlled the game. They dictated the game Mm. in this one against the Hurricanes down there in Hobart. So not a good start for the Hurricanes at home. Eight for 135 off their 20 overs. They lost too many wickets early. Got off to a flyer. Caleb Jewell looked a million dollars. He made 42 off 24. But then the the Sixers bowlers just pegged him back. And how good was Tom Curran? Three for 19 off his four. Again, it shouldn't surprise us, but their bowling attack is terrific. And that was without Sean Abbott in this game too. Mm. So Ben DeWashers has had a great start to the tournament. Another couple of wickets. You mentioned Tom Curran. uh, Jack Edwards has stood up beautifully. Two for 18. He took off his four overs. Jackson Bird's in there. Todd Murphy only had to bowl the one over. It was much more a seamers wicket than a spin wicket. So... 135, definitely looked unders, but at the same time, you could tell it wasn't a great batting wicket and it would still be a challenge and it probably explains it here. Four for 139, but it took him 19.2 overs to get there. So it, it was difficult batting. I thought Dan Hughes was excellent. He was. He just steadied the ship, uh, batted beautifully through uh, the whole innings. What about Corey Anderson? Coming on um, when Riley Meredith got injured and took two for 10 off 3.3. 
He did. He took two for 10 and uh, made the 17 runs as well with the bat, which got him in the game. Like, yes. They, they, at that stage, five for 69 they were. So it looked like they might not even get to 100. So at least got him in the game and gave him something to bowl at. But again, the Sixers far too good there. And uh, a really nice start to the tournament for the Sixers now. We mentioned the, the Hurricanes going down in their first match. Well, the Sixers now two games, two wins. Yeah, they're looking good, um, and I didn't think they'll go that that well, but still a lot of games to go. Uh, tonight's game, Thunder and the Heat. Actually, did you, you picked the Sixers last night, didn't you? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So <laughs> our BBL, Big Bash Marathon tipping competition, we're now just over halfway into the first week. I'm the only person who tipped the Sixers last night, so I pegged one back, which I needed to do because I hadn't had a – Nice start to the competition. So currently the listeners are leading the comp with four. Our family. Yeah, our family's leading the comp with four, correct. Bonds, men's, Sam and Chad. Our commentators are on three. And the expert, who's meant to be the one who's leading the competition, Travis Wakelin, is languishing on the bottom with two tips. All right, tonight's game, Thunder taking on the heat at Marnica over in Canberra. Hopefully the rain's not in Canberra. Yeah, look, I don't. I think they should get a game there. And uh, in that game, yourself and the listeners are the only two tipsters that picked the Thunder. So a chance to potentially kick clear the listeners there and you go one ahead of us as well if the Thunder can prevail. Go the Thunder. Um, men's today, the AFL preseason was officially announced. A couple of match sims. Why don't they just call them trial games? Uh, look, I understand why they call them match teams, but I don't. That, that's okay. Um, they just, it's a, just a fancy name for a trial game. Yeah, no, it's, it, it just makes it less, um, as important, I guess, is what they're trying to do there, I think. And so, well, in the match sim here in Adelaide, mm. Port Adelaide takes on the Crows. Yes. At Alberton Oval, Friday, February the 23rd. So that will be at five o'clock here, local time. So Port Adelaide and the Crows to kick off their match simulation. And then in the first week of the AFL Community Series. The Community Series, yes. Uh, so this is our normal trial games. So Port will take on Fremantle at Alberton as well. That's on Friday the 1st of March. And on Saturday the 2nd of March, Adelaide will take on West Coast at Heisens. So both Adelaide teams playing at home um, in the community round. Yeah, no travelling there across those couple of weeks, which is... Which will be nice. It, it means that you can stay fresh. You can you can take a decent or have a decent squad that can play in those games. Uh, and Port Adelaide will be wrapped with that. Both games at Alberton Oval as well at their home there. It, it's, they've done it up really nicely there with the renovations and facilities down at Alberton Oval. And it's good to see the High Sense Stadium. I, I It's my favourite ground in the Sanford to play at, High Sense, West Adelaide. So it's good to see that they have got a game and uh, the Crows will host West Coast on March the 2nd. Yeah, so great that the first two weeks uh, Adelaide fans can see their teams. It is. Really good. uh, West Coast and Frio. So the WA teams will be SA against SA and then the WA teams come over here. Which is what they do to save a bit of money. Makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, Okay. uh, Other news. The good oil for Coverham Estate. Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Um. Some news from the Adelaide Giants. Now we probably we speak we like the Adelaide Giants. We speak a little bit about them, but this is pretty big news. They are going to retire the number eight jersey, which is worn by Andrew Scott, who's a legend of the club. Uh, it's the first time the Giants have retired a number. And first they, time. First time they retired a number. So they will do that on December twenty three at their home game before the Perth, they play the Perth Heat. 
five o'clock December 23. So if you are a baseball fan, a Giants fan, make sure you're down there for that game. Uh, Scotty was an all-star seven times. He was the first player, I like this stat, he was the first player in league history to bat 400. That's that's a great batting average. Like 300 is considered really good. Correct. And he's he's hit uh, 414 in 96-97. Um, amazing player. Uh, represented Australia on multiple occasions. So congratulations to Andrew Scott. Scotty is getting his jersey retired. The number eight. No one will wear that ever again. And that's at the next home series for the Adelaide Giants. So Thursday, December 21st is... The first game and then the two games on Friday, uh, which is the 22nd, and then Saturday will be game four. So no excuses not to get down there just before Christmas to the Adelaide Giants' next home games. We take on the Canberra Cavalry away this weekend. Uh, That's the good oil for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Um, Men's, I've got a little bit of golf news too. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, the Grant Thornton Invitational. Now, it's it was al- a f- always great names on the golf yes, invitationals, it is. isn't yes. it? Uh, this is this is the first time this event has been played. So it's team golf, male and female team up together. Jason Day teamed up with New Zealand's Lydia Ko, and they won with a score of twenty six under. So they basically combined their scores, uh, twenty six under. I watched a bit of it. It was good to watch. Across uh, four days, so combined score. And so congratulations to Jason Day and Lydia Co. How do they pick? Is it just literally get on the phone, hey, you want to play with me? How, how there was, it was, Is it a handicap? Uh, um, no, I think it, the teams were handpicked a little bit. Yeah. So there was a couple of English put together. And yeah. um, a female played with Corder. Yep. So a couple of US together. So it was a little bit of national pride. Yeah, okay. But obviously, uh, most of the Aussie ladies weren't available, so Lydia Ko stepped up, and she's only across the road in New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Louis Eustazen won the Alfred Dunhill Championship by two strokes over fellow South African Charles Swartzel at the Leopard Creek Country Club. And this, the last day was called off because of lightning. (laughs) So it was a bit like Adelaide weather. I was watching it and going, well, you may as well be here. Uh, and then it poured on the final day, but they did get through the final day and uh, Louis Oosthuizen made a decent-sized putt on the last to win. Leopard Creek Golf Club, just Google that and have a look at some pictures. It is an amazing golf course. And I was telling you just before we started, men's, they've got a leopard brass sculpture on every tee block and it goes from a leopard sleeping to going coming awake to running to catching its prey and then at the 18th, it's back asleep again. That should happen at every golf club. It is. Un- and, and the sculptures are magnificent. They're really good. Um, so I, I would, uh, yeah, do yourself a favour and have a look at that. It's the Leopard Creek Country Club in South Africa. Awesome. It will be awesome. Now, coming up after the break, we've got our true or false. We do. Thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Before we uh, get to Ebony Marinoff later in the show, and then my All-American Sports Update. Right here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Bonds and men's with you here on a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. 
be part of the show. Give us a call. 1300 736 736. That's the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. Or you can text in 0427 Now, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's, it's time for True or False. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. True or false, men's? You ask, we ask each other questions and then uh, we have to say whether it's true or false or whether we believe it's true or false. And I'm going to start with a new ball. And okay. I'm going to start with a test match. Australia will defeat Pakistan inside of four days in Perth. That is true. Easily? Uh, well, inside four days is pretty easy. I think, yeah. I think it's true just because of... Uh, uh, the bounce at the Wacker. Yeah. Oh, sorry. At that uh, Optus. Yes. It's, um, yeah. I, I, teams just don't handle it well. It's very rare that a test match goes longer than four days in, in Perth. And particularly from the subcontinent too. Those teams yes. really don't. Tend like to it. struggle with the bounce. Yeah. Uh, all right. True or false, men's. Eight years is too long for Connor Rosie. False. He will be, well, he'll be 32 when the contract is done. Uh, I think that... These sort of deals, maybe not eight years, but longer-term contracts, I think, are actually going to become more common rather than go the other way. So, no, I don't think it is too long. I think that by the time he's into his seventh and eighth year, he's the captain of the footy club. You've locked him away. Mm-hmm. He might be getting underpaid, to be completely honest. Just probably. like just like Buddy's deal and other deals like that by the time they get So, to- on behalf of Connor, it's probably too long. Anyway, next, your question. There you go, Connor. That's for you. Uh, Mons, here you go. I've got a different one here. Okay. Uh, a one over, super over, should be played in the result of a rained out game. Oh, so like on the, if it's raining, you just go out there and one over in the rain. I know it's going to be hard to do it if it's raining and lightning, watch. but you you either go okay, we will replay this game at some stage one over, or we will if we can, we've got an extra few hours here, we'll get one over in. Yeah, no, that's false. That's making a farce of the competition. It'd be great to watch. That. It'd be great to watch. <laughs> Uh, men's true or false? Australia have lost their love of cricket. Uh, I think that's false. I think that with the uh, ODI World Cup that has just finished, went for a long time. We've rolled straight into the Big Bash season. The WBBL has been on. We've got the test coming up. No, I just think that there's a saturation of cricket. I don't think we've lost any love towards it. I think that once the test starts, everyone will be involved with it. But I just think that there's a lot of cricket happening. So, some people take a little bit longer to get going again. True. Uh, Bonds. Uh, Torrey Hill should be the MVP of the NFL this year. Uh, false. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, false. He's one of the favourites, but I can't. A wide receiver never wins it. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, that, that's the only reason. So I'll say false because he's a wide receiver. We'll get to my current top three in the MVPs when we get to the men's All-American sports in the last segment of the show. Um, But, okay, false you've gone with. Yeah. All right, men's. um, True or false? Port have lost faith in Ollie Wines and he'll be traded in 2025. Uh, That is false. I think that he is not their number one guy anymore, which he was when he won the Brownlow medal and even the following year after that. Look, he still, I think, can play an important role for the power because we know that he's not going to be the number one. And if he can take that mantle on and do all the grunt work inside, I don't see him being an outside player. He's not a wingman. 
No. He can't run with I, the best I, runners yeah. in the comp. I just think he's been taken out of the leadership group. Yep. Just wonder. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I think there's I think there's still definitely a role there, but it's a good question from you. Port fans, text in 0427-154-166. Do you do you agree with me? So on that on the port uh point there that you make, the mm. Connor Rose and Jordan Dawson head to head rivalry will be box office for the next five years. Oh, that's absolutely true. That's gonna be great. Even even at times seeing them go head to head, because yep. that will happen. Skippers going head to head. Yes. Love ballers. it. Yep. True. Let's watch and enjoy. Um, yours, men's AFL clubs should retire numbers of legends, e.g. the Crows retiring number six, Modra's number six. That's false. Uh, I think as a young player coming into a team, you want to wear a number that uh, another player that you looked up to, that you watch when you're younger wore. Remember when I got to Sydney, um, Bud, Bud actually said to me, he said, why'd you take number two? Why didn't you take number four? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, Plugger wore number four. And I was like, I didn't. Oh, oh, that's a bad mistake by me, isn't it? But yeah, it's a good point. You get to wear numbers that other great players before you do. I yeah, think that's a great I, part I, of I like game. that tr- tradition, but I think there might be someone out of the box where they just go, we're just going to hang this in. Yeah, where do you draw the line? Yeah, though? Mate, it's a great discussion, though. It's a great point. Uh, Bonds, the Jack Jumpers will get back to the finals this year in the NBL. So that um, will be in the that's, finals. That's true. I think they've got one of the best coaches in the competition and a really solid lineup. I like their imports. Uh, I'm going to say that is true. Do they win it? They could. Too early to say. Okay. Too early to say. Injuries might happen. Yeah. Um, men's pepperoni pizza <laughs> is the best pizza. Um. I'm going to say true. I I don't mind mixing it up with different ones, whether it yeah. be Supreme. I actually like the specials at a lot of the pizza houses and pizza shops that you go to. Hawaiian, I do like, but pepperoni is very popular. I'm going to agree with you. I'm guessing it's yours. I, I love just a pepperoni pizza. Yep. Like I thought, every time I have one, I go, yeah, why am I just don't have pepperoni every time? I'm with you. I like meat lovers or you know, some of the fancy ones. So it's a great discussion. But- as is my last true or false, Ooh, now that okay. you've got me thinking about uh, food. Uh, Bonds, hot chips. The most important part of the chips is the chips themselves or the chicken salt? Uh, the salt. Oh, yeah. no. Ooh. Oh, hang on. No, I reckon that's false because it's a combination of the two. It the is. chip needs to be really good, but the if salt you, needs to be good too. You can only pick one. I nearly went with the chip thing too instead of went the <laughs> pizza. <laughs> that's hilarious. Text oh. us in. Oh, fantastic. Um Don't forget, get your business centre court and support the South Adelaide Netball Club in 23-24. Become a show sponsor now at sanc.com.au. And uh, still to come on the show, Ebony Marinoff, thanks to Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. Really looking forward to chatting to the club champion from the Adelaide Crows. Ebony Marinoff joins us next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. I should turn the mic on, men's, when I, before <laughs> I talk. I was yeah, oh, well, not the first time I've done that. Um, great to have you with us, uh, 
you can be part of the show. Just Quality Home Improvements open line is one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or text in 0427154166. Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restorations. Uh, can't wait to chat to this next lady. Thanks to your local tyre power. Big December deal sales are on now. Get four for the price of three on Toyo Tyres. She is a three-time premiership player, club champion, Ebony Marinoff. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Thanks for having me, guys. I think I've been on here before, so it's a pleasure. Oh, well, we're absolutely wrapped that you have the time to chat to us today. But I wanted to ask you, uh, have you had a chance to reflect on the season? Yeah, I have actually. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, over the past couple of weeks, obviously, when you, yeah, I guess, finish the season, it is all just probably like negative thoughts and um, what could have been and things like that. But yeah, over the past couple of weeks, you know, been able to reflect and um, take the positives out and and the growth from the group. So yeah, over it and and onwards and upwards for 2024. Ebony, it's great to have you on. And so well done on winning your second gold jacket, your best and fairest 2021, and now 2023. You've added two. Which year of those two, personally for you, do you think was a better season? Oh, I think this year was, yeah, probably, yeah, my best year and uh, the game's evolving. So naturally, as an athlete, you have to evolve with it. But, yeah, just my consistency this season, um, that's what I wanted to go into the season, just, you know, just be consistent. And I know when I'm at my best, um, you know, I can contribute to the team and, and vice versa. So, yeah, probably this one, but it, it makes it all that um, more like It's rewarding if we had a flag on the back of that. But, um, yeah, no, proud of my season. No, so you should be. And Bonds, I do a little bit of work at yes, West mate. Lakes there occasionally. And I saw Ebony running months before her teammates. She come off an injury interrupted off season. And I guess just explain the, the work that you put in to be able to get yourself in good nick to start the year and then have a great season off the back of that. Yeah, oh, it was it was super challenging for me just because I'd never been, um, I guess, injured before. So I think... To, to find new ways to keep fit, get fit, spend a lot of time on the bike, um, which I hadn't before, and just being off legs maybe for a month, month or well, six weeks. You just you, you do different things to the body, and yeah, I, I actually reap the rewards of that, and it's probably a good learning curve for me in my career. As I do get older, um, you know, you, you can't be go 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 twelve months of the year. You got to, I guess, pick your months when to peak and um, and things like that. So yeah, that was probably. Off, off the back of being in rehab, to be honest. No denying you had a fantastic season, but what part of your game do you think improved the most? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a good que- uh, question. I think just my ability. I, I worked on my speed um, through the off-season um, to get to contest, contest a little bit quicker and um, keep driving my legs. And uh, One of my biggest focuses for the, for the season was score involvements and um, you know goal assists and scoreboard pressure. And I was able to execute that. Um, I think that rose by nearly 50%. So um, that was pleasing. And, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest things I wanted to improve on um, as a midfield, just that connection to that forward um, in saying that. So much to to grow and and learn and get better as well. But it's just so exciting because, yeah, hopefully I've got many more years of footy um, to be able to be at my best. And, um, yeah, what do they say? Women peak at 29, 30. So hopefully I'm at my peak then. Still got plenty of time to go, and here's a little stat for you. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Ebony, but you played the most games in the history of the AFLW at 79. You could be the first woman to 100 games. That would be pretty special. 
Yeah, I mean, in our season and how short it is, I think certainly uh, pegged a few more games over the last few years when the games increased. But, yeah, oh, I think some of the boys, what do they take, four or so years? So yeah. maybe I'll make that in season 10. But, nah, oh, yeah, it's crazy that I guess my career will be, you know, 100-plus games and um, would have played for so long. But, you know, when the girls that are just being born at the moment, they're going to... They're going to reap the rewards of what we've done for this league and um, hopefully they're the ones that are getting 250s, 300s um, in many years to come. Without doubt. And so I want to ask you about that. The for, for a player who's played since the inauguration of the league, the improvement from season one compared to now, your team in season one won the premiership and this year obviously came close but didn't quite get the job done. How much better would the team be this year currently than year one or potentially would it be the other way? Oh, nah. Well, yeah, it's grown in spades. And I think it's so exciting because I feel like we've known internally for the past couple of years that the game's been rising and the skill and the execution of, you know, all the teams and, and then the athletes. And I think the public and the, the wider, I guess, spectator um, are like are really starting to see this game evolve. And yeah, the pace of the game this year went up a notch. And just like even the skills from like the girls that are coming through that have been through their pathways and academies, etc. Like it's, it's so cool to watch. And like, you're kind of jealous of them, but the fact that they're just coming in like the boys. Um, yeah, they've been in the gym since they were 15. Like, it's just, it's so exciting. And it, it's super cool to watch because they're just these pure, talented footballers that we're, we're starting to see now. Man, so you think if Ebony is the first player to 100 games, she should have a statue at Adelaide Oval? Well, next, next to Blighty, maybe? <laughs> oh. we'll, we'll get a well, petition I, started, I, right? great story I, I would have loved to have... Um, yeah, well, we've got a few people that have been around when Blighty was, and um, I feel like I would have absolutely thrived under um, someone like that. <laughs> I just want to ask you now, you mentioned that your teammates and the young players coming through. Out of that young group, who were the, the few players that really impressed you? Zoe Prowse, um, Sarah Goodwin, T. Charlton, Madison Newman had a great year, and I think you forget just how young they are. We, we, we've kind of still got, you know, five or so of our OGs. I think some, like, people seem to think that we've got an older list and we've, you know, we've had foundation players and whatnot. But, yeah, our list is, if you look at it, it's extremely young. Um, and even our young ones, like, they're, they're not 23, 24. Like, they're 19, 20. Yes. So got a super exciting young core and yeah to see them thrive um with Sarah Allen go down with injury of our back line was quite raw and young and they just yeah took it upon themselves week in week out and uh, as fortunate it was for says I think we've got immense growth that may you know we may not have been able to see if Sarah didn't get injured um but yeah and then just like the likes of Madison Newman and T. Charlton been on the list for you know, three to four years now, and they're really starting to reap the rewards of being in a an elite environment in the gym and things like that, starting to fill out a bit more as athletes. So that's where the improvement comes from next year. How do you reflect on this season? We we asked or briefly about it, Bonds did before, but you finished top of the table, nine wins and one loss, and then you lose two games in the finals by under a goal. So how do you – it's a successful season, but at the same time it's it's maybe not? Yeah, it wasn't under a goal. It was under three points. Yeah. So we had one and two. So, yeah, and like I said before, reflecting on the season, there was a lot of, I guess, anger, frustration and disappointment um, that I felt post, 
post the season and I was a bit like you um you know like you just said like was it actually a good season did we set out what we wanted did we achieve what we wanted did we showcase what we wanted and upon reflection we saw glimpses of it but I think yeah as a group we really need to work on our ability to to stay in games and win games and I think what we're able to do this year and, and challenge ourselves when we're up we're in front we're able to hold on and um still play exciting footies but yeah, like you said, like in those last two finals, I think we went back in our shells and just like the execution under pressure or fatigue was just let us down and um, ultimately cost us. So, yeah, that will be a big emphasis um, on pre-season is just training at the level um, with immense pressure, training under fatigue. And, yeah, you can only just keep training that and, and hopefully girls continue to, I guess, yeah, grow and be able to execute under pressure. But... Yeah, super, super disappointing, and I'd, I'd love to have you know been in that um, last game of the season, but reality was we weren't good enough. Now, the news of the longest-serving AFLW captain, Chelsea Randall, has stood down as captain and, and moved moved aside to be able to allow others to come in to be able to take on that role. Just tell her about her leadership over the journey. Eight years she was at the helm, which is incredible, had such success in there. And it's a, a long time and just a great person as well. Yeah, oh, so, like, so, so lucky to have been led by Chelsea Randall. Um, just her ability to connect and care um, was something that was, yeah, generally a class above. And, yeah, just, you know, Captain Courageous uh, always was there putting her body on the line and, and still does. Um, yeah, just so lucky to have seen, you know, how she goes about it, um, you know, with my first eyes. And, yeah, she's she's going to be a massive loss, but... I think, yeah, the time is right um, for, for Rainy to step away and, and just focus on herself. She's got a little baby Tommy and, um, you know, she's a mama now. So, yeah, it's it's going to be sad to see her go, but the, the best thing about Rainy is we'll just, she'll be herself and she'll continue to, um, you know, better people around her and, and just that genuine care. Um, yeah, it's been super impressive and I've, yeah, been able to be pretty close to that since, since I started and, and learn and grow um, from Rainy. So very lucky. All right, so I've started the, uh, the <laughs> I've started the the what's it called petition Men's petition to get you a statue at Adelaide Oval. Uh, what about the captaincy? If uh, you were offered the captaincy, would you jump at it? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a real passion of mine to um, potentially lead this club one day. I feel like yeah, I absolutely love the club and, and certainly wear you know my heart on my sleeve um, week in week out representing the footy club and. Yeah, I feel like as an individual, like I've grown heaps in that space and, yeah, being able to have the opportunity um, to be in the leadership group over the past few years and, and, like I said, you know, learn firsthand from Randall, but even the likes of Eloise Jones, Sarah Allen and Stevie, Stevie Lee Thompson. Um, and, and, you know, further to that, we've got great leaders in, you know, Anne Hatchard, Abby Ballard and, and T. Charlton who are rising. So, like I said, like we're in such a good spot. Um, but, yeah, if the opportunity arose, I'm sure there's a little bit to go under the water with that. But, yeah, I'd certainly grab that opportunity with both hands if that did come up. Hopefully it does. And you're right, very exciting times for Adelaide Crows, AFLW fans. But before we get there, what does the off-season look like for yourself? Are you able to get away, have a break before getting back into next season? Yeah, yeah, we've got a long off-season. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually moving into a new house. Soon. I've, I've just built over the last year, so that's super exciting. Getting up to Torquay and we'll yeah head up to Noosa, so a couple of trips um, booked and yeah just 
like being in a different environment and going for beach runs and, and doing all those things is always, yeah, I love to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. But what is this Adelaide weather? I would love some sunshine on the <laughs> yeah, ASAP. Right. Thank you. <laughs> agree, agree. Uh, do you have any pets, Chelsea? Oh, Chelsea. Uh, Sorry, Ebony. Chelsea. Ebony. <laughs> I do. I've actually got a black lab and I'm looking at her right now. Her name's Luna. She's Beautiful. sitting in the hallway while I talk to you. But I, I actually got her in June. <laughs> Uh, no, she's not. She's oh, actually I sleeping. Like... I think my dad may have spoken, uh, taken her for a big walk because she looks zonked. But nah, she'll stay home. I'll, I'll have a little holiday without Looney. <laughs> ah, good. We'll enjoy it. Well, Ebony, thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you down the track and have a great off season and get yourself recharged and ready to go again next season. Awesome. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, Ebony. Ebony Marinoff there, the Crows club champion this year, uh, three-time premiership player and a statue coming at Adelaide Oval pretty soon. Well, six All-Australians. So it just shows the consistency across yep. the journey. She's 26 years of age, so she will get to 100 games. Which, which is almost equivalent to 300 games yeah, for the men. Because she mentioned yep. it. It's taken such a long time, and it, it is. It's... um. It's a great effort, and uh, yeah, look, they're in. She mentioned how young their group is, so mm. the rest of the competition, look out. Yeah, they're not going anywhere, the Crows. Uh, that was thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men, it's time for your All-American up Sports Update. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro, pro partner. Everything you need to get the job done, shop in-store or online. Curry, long distance. It is time for my All-American Sports Update, and we'll start with the NBA. So we mentioned that the Lakers won the in-season tournament. So all teams were back today and back into it, and we saw a lot of games on, a lot of slatter games. A lot of the favorites got up. Philadelphia 76ers absolutely walloped to the Washington Wizards. A few of the teams down the bottom of the table, the Wizards, the Spurs, yes. and the Pistons. Do you know they've won one in their last 50 games combined between the three of those teams? That is incredible. It is. How deplorable is that? That's um, bad. Imagine rocking up and playing, going, hey, we've lost our last 19 straight. We don't win away from home. We are no chance no. today. <laughs> Not great. But what we will do is we'll get to the top of the table. And, Bonds, I've got my top five teams in order of the current best teams in the NBA. So. Yep. At number five, again, they're a very good side across the park. We weren't sure how good they'd be without James Harden anymore, but Tyrese Maxey has stepped up beautifully, and the Philadelphia 76ers come in at number five. At number four, I've put them in there. Their play over the duration of this season has surprised myself, surprised nearly everyone in the competition. It's the Orlando Magic. Again, off the back of their young core and Smoke and Joe, they are Smoke number four Joe. on the top five in the rankings. I like that. At number three, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. They took a little while to gel with Damon Lillard coming in there, but with him, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Kumpo, they look very good. Brooke Lopez is, is not getting any younger either, but he's still getting it done. So they're number three. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they currently have the best record on the NBA. They're playing some unbelievable basketball. I haven't got them at one, but they are very good with Gobert, with Carl Anthony Towns, and with Anthony Edwards. But at number one, it's the Boston Celtics. I just think that... At home, they are virtually unbeatable, and away from home, you're gonna you're gonna have to play almost for the entirety of the game to be able to beat them. So the Celtics, I think they're as well positioned as anyone in the competition to win the NBA championship this year. 
Tough school. Nuggets couldn't make it. No, they've been poor. Yeah, of they've late. been a little. Uh, yeah, but that's probably fair. Poor they of late. They, how's this? They were undefeated. They were nine and zero at home, and then got done the other day as well. And so against Houston. So it yeah. just tells me that they're not going not that right. well at the moment. If I have a quick look at the MVPs, I've got still got Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid as the top two. Tyrese Halliburton, keep an eye out for him. He's having a sensational flying. year. He is flying. I've got him at number three. It's a big reason why Indiana made it into the in-season tournament uh, final there. And before we get to the NFL, we'll just give an update uh, in the Big Bash. They have started. So the Brisbane Heat is batting. The Thunder put him into bat first. Yes, and first over, it's none for six. Six. As George Brown has just put Daniel Sams over the boundary. So we'll keep you updated there. But let's get to the NFL, Bonds. And a couple of the bigger results from the weekend. The Cowboys, they disposed and dispatched of my Eagles 33-13. The Buccaneers beat the Falcons in a division that's not pretty, but someone has to win it out of the Saints, the Falcons and the Bucks. They beat the Falcons 29-25. to The Ravens in overtime Beat the Rams. That was a great game. They ran back a punt return to win that game. It was incredible. Uh, the 49ers, they are rolling. They knocked off Seattle 28 to 16. The Bills, they beat the Chiefs 20 to 17. There was some controversy or controversy in this game. I'm not sure if you saw the offside call at all. I did. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I still don't know. Patrick Mahomes was livid. He was furious. I don't like it. It's by a foot. It's by not even a foot. By a couple of centimeters. I hate it. But um, that was the decision. And then the Dolphins. I've got a stat for you because we spoke about this off air. The Dolphins' loss today is the first time in 767 games that a team has given up a 14-point lead with three or less minutes to go and lost. It, it, I was watching this, and it was ridiculous the way that they. The Dolphins couldn't lose it. No, it's almost impossible to lose the way they did. Uh, I was not Almost happy. lost it on purpose. Yeah, it's bad to watch. Uh, and it could be costly because they had the one seed. Yes. But now they don't with that loss because it is such a tight competition this year. And if we get to the top five teams, at number five, now this was really difficult because there's about 10 teams that can currently win the Super Bowl in the NFL. I've got the Buffalo Bills. At number five, they're seven and six. They might not even make the playoffs, but they're in my top five teams in the NFL. They should have beaten the Eagles a couple of weeks ago. They knocked off the Chiefs. They've been very good against the best teams. I've got the Cowboys at number four. So they have climbed into the rankings, but I have the Philadelphia Eagles ahead of them at number three. Are you happy with that? I am happy with that. They did beat them by 20 points. Yeah, that's okay. They they can't just leapfrog. Correct. The Eagles beat them just three weeks ago, Mm. and the Eagles have... That's the first win that the Cowboys have actually beaten a team that's had a positive record. So Cowboys fans out there that aren't happy with it, text in on 0427154166. But until you beat some of the better teams a few times, I'm not going to put you higher. The Ravens at number two, they have the number one seed now in the AFC. They they look like they've got a clear path to that buy in the, in the opening round of the playoffs. And the best team in all of the NFL by a streak at the moment is the San Francisco 49ers. Their offense is explosive and they have such firepower that they're going to be hard to beat, which leads me to the MVP conversation. I've got Dak Prescott at number three, the Cowboys quarterback. I've got Lamar Jackson at number two. I've loved his season for Baltimore. And I have Tyreek Hill at number one. That's why you asked me that earlier. That's why I asked you the question in true or false. (laughs) Is he going to win the MVP? There's a reason why I put him there. He, when he was off the field today for Miami, when he was injured, he missed about half the game. The game completely changed. They could not get any offense going. As soon as he came back, they went the length of the field. He is the most valuable player in all of the NFL at the moment by a fair way. All right. That's uh, great. All-American 
update from men's uh, that's on Tuesdays every Tuesday you'll hear that so if you want to tune in that's where you'll find it thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers find your local branch at nutrient.com.au it's time to uh, talk a little bit of cricket thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Technology take a breath of fresh air <gasps> let's give an update they've got uh, 12 off the first over the heat off the back of two Dorothy Dixes from uh, Mr Brown I was going to say that there was, we were 1.1 overs in none for 12 there was five dot balls bowled out of the seven and two that went over the rope so might be easy to clear the fence there in that game. So the Heat, number 13 after 1.2 overs. Uh, there's a little bit going on in cricket. We, we're we going to get to Dizzy. Well, uh, yeah, I'll just um, I'll just play this from Dizzy about uh, why Rashid loves the strikers so much. You know, disappointed for him. He was desperate to come out here. I've, I've been getting multiple messages from him wishing us well. He's he, he he's really invested in this franchise. He, he loves Adelaide. He... Uh, he loves playing for, for us. Um, he's absolutely gutted, but it was important that he gets healthy again. Now, that little bite was from the Saka Show, which is also on SENSA now every Tuesday at uh, 2 p.m. And uh, you can hear that. And Dizzy was on there. He's a busy man, yeah, Dizzy. He is a busy man. He's even a busier man tomorrow because you can't be here tomorrow, unfortunately. No, I I'm cannot. I'm going to miss you terribly. You will. But Dizzy is going to sit in your chair tomorrow, wow, so that's what funny. An, what an addition great. to the show to be able to have Dizzy on, and that will lead beautifully into the opening test match. Yes. Uh, you can. I want you to ask him the hard-hitting questions. Should David Warner be playing? I will be asking. Will him. he get his retirement farewell? Uh, and uh, will the strikers win the Big Bash this year? You know who shouldn't uh, thinks he shouldn't be playing is Ed Cowan. He was on a podcast recently saying that Dave Warner is a walking wicket. Oh, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? A walking wicket. A walking wicket. I mean, he did. He opened the batting with him, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, he's one of his former opening partners, Ed Cowan. Uh, yeah. Look, I I find it interesting, particularly with our opponents we're playing. We're taking on Pakistan now. Mentioned this probably two weeks ago, Bonds. The last time David Warner played against Pakistan here at the Adelaide Oval, do you know what he made? Um, I reckon he made two hundred. 380 runs. Oh, no, it was long. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so I know it's been a few years since that happened, but he goes all right against Pakistan. So I would not be surprised if he makes some runs and he does get his retirement farewell. And, man, you got some news on the uh, test championship with, yeah. with the Aussies. Yeah, well, this three-test series against Pakistan, which kicks off on Thursday, you might look at it and go, hey, we should win this test series and we should be able to, against the Windies as well, get the job done. It's really important that we do. And the reason being is it's come out uh, that there's news from our our series, our Ashes series against England, is that England and Australia have both been penalised points towards the Test Championship because of slow over rate. So the Aussies were hit with a 10-point penalty after being found to be 10 over short for their over rate in the fourth Test in Manchester. England was slapped with a 19-point deduction for several over rate offences. Now, what does that mean? Without their penalty, Australia would be sitting top of the Test Championship leaderboard on 28 points. But instead, we're now down in fifth position behind Bangladesh, New Zealand, India, and Pakistan. So if Pakistan can get a result against us, our Test Championship's hopes of backing that up could be in jeopardy. I don't I don't mind that at all. Bowl, bowl your overs quicker. Yep. Yep. Stop mucking around. That's the rules. Stop changing the field. Stop reviewing stupid reviews. Yeah, no, I don't Waste mind too it. much time. Yep. I don't mind it at all. 
And um, the better thing is the Poms got smacked for double as much as we did. Yeah, that's good. Uh, tomorrow, as I just mentioned, Jason Dizzy Gillespie will be sitting in Menz's chair. Menz, you'll be back Thursday, won't you? I will be. Oh, that's excellent. Top of the tree Thursday. Yeah, top of the tree Thursday. And we're going to chat to someone from Adelaide United tomorrow. But mainly we'll be speaking to Dizzy about the strikers and the test starts the next day. So we'll... we'll uh, Asking the tough questions about who he thinks the, the 11 should be. And potentially who he thinks after David Warner. I'd be interested. There's a few players, and he plays he, his first hand against Cam Bancroft, against Matt Renshaw, against Marcus Harris. What do they do there? Do they put Marsh and Green in the team? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Bye, everyone. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.